Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Great to be with you, by the way. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Gieber. That's at Nick Gieber. Love to hear from you on Twitter. Actually, we'd love to hear from you throughout the show as we stream live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as broadcasting on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. The way you can interact with us, just fill out the comments section on any of our social media pages, and we will do our very best to bring your comment into the show, and I will mention it on screen, on air, and you know, it's probably really rude, and that's okay, and it's a great day, because hey, it's Thursday, January the 26th, National Pie Day, and the reason I love today isn't that it's just one wonderful pie-filled holiday of goodness? It's actually two. It's National Pie Day and National Rhubarb Pie Day. Now, I don't know about you, but I love a massive slice of warm rhubarb pie with a dollop of fabulous honey vanilla ice cream on top, just melting into all of that tarty, gooey yumminess. Oh, what a great day it is today. And, of course, a day full of sports. And we are here with some of the best handicappers we can offer from picksandparlays.net today. Chip Chirimbus will join me. Chicken dinner himself. He's calling in today. Maybe the Model T broke down, not sure. But we're going to do NFL prop bets. We're going to go through some of the best and wackiest bets. What will Fox show? What will Fox talk about? Who's going to throw the most passes? And all sorts of other stuff like that. Which quarterback's going to hack up the biggest gob of snot on the pitch? I don't know. There's prop bets for just about everything. We're going to get into some of the better ones on the show. Then, Joe Duffy, the Duff Man, will get into some NBA action. Washington, Cleveland, L.A. Lakers against the Brooklyn Nets and Dallas uh, are playing uh, somebody. Oh, the Portland Trailblazers. That's who they're playing. And uh, UT Martin against Eastern Illinois. I know one of them's in Illinois. I think the other one's in UT, Texas. I get it. All right, and then finally, Craig Trapp, we're going to do college basketball. Michigan State, Indiana, USC, Oregon, Washington State, Colorado, UConn, Houston. Hey, big show today. Be sure. Let's get it going. Get those comments in right now. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Search Picks and Parlays or hashtag Parlay Radio. We'll see it here on the screen. We'll get right to it. And of course, if you should miss any of this show, don't worry, because at the very end, we'll recap all of the picks that we've given you. Now, picksandparlays.net is your home for all of the best picks out there. And of course, we've got a promo code for you. Promo code COLD, 50 cent off. I'll tell you more after the break. Welcome back to the show, Picks and Parlays. Nick Gieber with you. Twitter me, twatter me, reach out and flatter me. At Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Oh, I love it when I get flattered. It, it is, quite frankly, flattery will get you everywhere. As will Chip Chicken Dinner Chirimbus, my special guest today, our star handicapper. Uh, Chip and I are going to talk about a little NFL prop betting. Chipper, how are you today? Okay, Chipper does not have sound. Let's try that again. Are we going <laughs> to... Maybe, maybe I can lip-read Chip Chirimbus for you. Uh, he was saying something about four score and seven years ago. Is that, that, that what he was saying? I could have sworn it was. All right, well, we're going to work hard to bring Chipper back with you. We are talking NFL prop bets with Chip when we get him on. I promise you, we will get him on. Uh, we're going to start off with some passing yards. Uh, Garoppolo or Mahomes, uh, what are their passing yards going to be on the over and the underside? 
Uh, Garoppolo, 239.5, the over under there. And the over, 239.5. And Mahomes, 304 total yards. That's the over under. Is it going to be under or over? You don't know. You can figure it out. And then we have our overtime. Is the game going to go to overtime? Yes, plus 75. No, minus 1,500. Love to get Chip's take on this. Do we, do we have any luck with Chip or not? Can you bring in El Wapo? Because I know Craig is going to have some thoughts about this. Let's bring in on the next one. It's like a wrestling match here, really. A tag out to the sidelines and let's bring on El Wapo. Uh, passing yards, <laughs> Craig. <laughs> uh, Garoppolo, 239.5. Uh, and uh, Mahomes, 304. You like the over or the under on these? I, I mean, I like all the over stuff. For, uh, it, looking at it initially, I like all the over stuff for Kansas City passing, and I like all the under for uh, the 49ers passing as far mm. as uh, initial looks. Now, all the stuff that's well, uh, well, of, rushing, of course, right. Just because I mean, what, what, what was Garoppolo? 77 yards in the last game? So that's not too difficult yeah, to not figure much. that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're going to win by their rushing game, and they're going to. Uh, uh, rely on their good defense and their great rushing game. If Kansas City wins, it's going to be all about the uh, great offense and Patrick Mahomes. All right, so overtime as plus seven, plus seventy-five for the S. Yes. I, I cannot believe that's uh, plus seventy-five. That's got to be plus seven fifty. Yeah, I yeah, know. It's got to be plus seven. Somebody that sent this to me did not type this properly. It's plus no, seven fifty. Yeah. No, is minus fifteen hundred. No real value there. I would say. Uh, but uh, good to take a little punt on the overtime. I mean, we saw it, um, what, the the Patriots, when they had that big comeback against Atlanta. So in recent years, we have seen an overtime. I do think this is going to be a closer-than-expected game. So, I mean, if you're going to play that prop, you, you obviously you, there's no value p- uh, betting uh, the no. You'd have to play the yes on that one. Absolutely. Uh, the other one I like a lot here is first score. Is it going to be a field goal or a touchdown now? I think some of this is going to depend really on who wins the toss, though, right? I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of field goals in this game because I think Ooh. Shanahan knows. Let's remember he was on that he was on that field in that huge comeback. He was the offensive coordinator, so I think he learned in that game. There's no lead that's safe in the Super Bowl, especially against a great Kansas City offense. I think you're going to see uh, 49ers go for it. Uh, plus, they're a very good running game, so fourth and short. Um, inside plus what we call plus yardage, 40s, 40 and in. I think you're going to see this team go for it a lot. And I think the, the Chiefs, they don't kick a whole lot of field goals either. They're so explosive on offense. All right. Um, I understand we have Chip. Shall we, uh, shall we bring him back in, Craig? Craig, go ahead. good job. Good pinch hitting. Let's go back to chicken dinner, Sharimbus. All right, Chipper, you missed yeah, the my- first couple with your timeliness, but that's okay. We'll forgive you. I'm here. You look so happy about this shit. Really, control. I am. Yourself. I am. I, I've been. I've been waiting all day to get this done. <laughs> control your unmitigated joy. All right, let's talk about the next one. Yeah. Uh, Will Fox show Joe Montana in a Kansas City uniform? Yes, minus one fifty. No, plus one ten. What do you like on this one? Well, you know, it, it's just an interesting storyline. You know, Montana pit, um, played for both teams. I think most likely they will show him in a KC uniform as well as a 49er uniform. Um, The next question is, um, other quarterbacks that have played for both teams, will they mention even show a picture of Alex Smith, who played for both teams? And that's a a three to, actually a five to one against on that one, um, Nick. 
And uh, I don't think that they're interested in Alex Smith as much as they are to even stretch it out to Joe Montana. Well, which quarterback between Garoppolo and Mahomes is going to hook up the biggest snot ball on the pitch on the field well, within the first, say, 20 minutes? I, you know, the, the most interesting thing was total passing yards, where they have Garoppolo at 239 and a half. I don't know if you guys discussed it. And he only had 122 passing yards against Minnesota. He had 69 passing yards against Green Bay. He's not even averaging 100 yards passing per game in the playoffs. And they hang a total of 239 and a half. I smell a change of offense here. I look for the 49ers to be passing the ball a lot more than most people anticipate. That is an outrageously high number for, um, for amount of passing amount of passing yards he's had in the first two playoff games. And, you know, the interesting thing about Mahomes, his passing number is 304 and a half. And if you combine and average his passing yards for the first two games against Tennessee and against Houston, it comes out to 304. So you're not catching an edge anywhere there. Uh, good luck with that one. But I thought it kind of interesting that they put um, – Garoppolo's passing yards up uh, as high as they did, considering uh, San Francisco is so ground-oriented and they, they really don't look to put the ball in the air that, unless they absolutely have to. So it's either a trap, number one? I don't one. think so at this time. I, I, I remember this happening when um, the game in Houston with Carolina and um, the Patriots, and Carolina had um, very few passing yards at the time. They were just struggling to get through and get there and um, a backup quarterback, and they got in the Super Bowl, and the number was like 269, something absurd again. And they went into the final period, and then all of a sudden, bang, zoom, and it went over easily. So I think this goes over with that number. It's one of the more interesting uh, props that I've seen. All right, and plus 750 for an overtime game? Um, yeah, and, you know, most people want to say, yeah, I guess they don't expect it to, to end on the number between these two teams, 15-1 uh, to 1 to lay it to go overtime. So uh, good luck with that. They'll probably take a lot of that. That always catches a lot of action, and so does a bet to get a, a safety um, I thought one of the more interesting things, I don't know if you got to it, was uh, what will the first score yeah. of the game be, a field goal or a touchdown? And the field goal is almost a 2-1 to one favorite. It's 9-5, to five, whereas scoring a touchdown before any other score is a 5-7 to seven underdog. So uh, you make it value it there. And, and, you know, with these big play offenses from these teams, um, a touchdown might be the first score. All right. And then uh, finally, well, you didn't mention – uh, is Fox going to mention Alex Smith? Yes or no? Yes, yes. plus 300. Uh, no I say no. I say no. At, at five to one, is no. I mean, he didn't win with either, either team, whereas Montana at least won with the 49ers and um, got the Kansas City to the playoffs at least. But um, I don't think uh, – I think they're going to mention Alex Smith at all. All right. Now, which team will be, have the most tosses in it? That's the question. Who's going to win? Will the winner of the toss win the game? Yeah, I don't know what, 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 what are the odds for this, by the way. You didn't give well, see, me numbers. the odds are even money. It's just, uh, do you believe in karma bets, or do you believe in fate, or that you have a good omen? And if you win I the toss, a coin with two heads. Well, there you go. Well, then you can't lose, can you? No. <laughs> but you know, it, it, it's just one of the oddities. They're going to be over. I, you know, there's going to be like 1,500 different props for all the silly things they come up with. They came up with the number of times um, will President Trump tweet during the game, 13 and a half over or under. Um, they actually, um, they, you know, there's all kinds of different um, things dealing with entertainment and crossing over into the NBA basketball. They were comparing will the um, Houston Rockets basketball game end before the first half or end before the Super Bowl uh, is supposed to start. So uh, there's all kinds of different factors. How long this, the national anthem is going to take to sing, uh, things along those lines. Oh, God. It's always very tedious. Stuff. I'd rather okay. bet on the basketball myself or the football. I mean, we've got some pretty good things going here right now, Nick.
All right, well, we ran out of time. We were going to throw in a college basketball okay. game, Minnesota at Ohio State. So uh, why don't you give me your side on this? You've literally yep. got 20 seconds. All right, well, Ohio State comes in having lost six in a row. They were once number two in the country. They're not even in the top 25 anymore. And um, in the series, the favorite's gone 20 and seven, and the home team's 16 and five. But Minnesota and Ohio State played to the under for the most part. Either way, I think you're going to have the right side laying it or playing the under. All right, you got it. All right, Chip Terimbus, always a pleasure. Speak yes. to you soon. Have fun in jury duty. Remember, they're always guilty, otherwise they wouldn't be there. All right, we're going to take a break. I'll be right back with Joe Duffy. Welcome back. Picks and parlays. Nick Eber with you. Find me on Twitter, Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Andrew will put it up on the screen. If you're listening to this, you're saying, what's he talking about? Putting it up on the screen. I'm looking at my radio. I don't see anything on there. Well, we do stream live video to YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can see this show in all of its glory. My beautiful mug there for your appreciation. Of course, we broadcast live every day, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and iHeartRadio. Tune in. And the show, immediately following the show, our podcast is available on the Believe Podcast Network. Okay, enough promoting all this stuff. Look, there's Joe Duffy, the Duff Man. He has arrived before his introduction, which is always a good thing, this wonderful National Pie Day and National Rhubarb Pie Day. Now, Duffy, before we get there, I just want to point out that we have a special promotion on our website right now. It's not something you want to associate with a pie, though. It's 15% off, which is good for pies. All the expert picks, but the promo code is, code is cold. Now, I like my rhubarb pie hot with a dollop of ice cream just melting over the top, but the promo code is cold. 15% off everything on the site. Hello, Duffman. Hello there, St. Nick. Yeah, uh it's a little known fact. I do some writing on the side as a restaurant critic. I'm a big foodie, so I'm going to have to maybe grab some pie tomorrow, though I grab it all the time. But yeah, one of the best pie places in Metro Atlanta opened a second location not too far from me. So I might have to head over there. And Chicken Dinner and I have something in common. I'm also scheduled for jury duty in two weeks, two days after the Super Bowl. Well, and I will admonish you with the same jury instructions that I gave Chicken Dinner. Remember, if they weren't guilty, they wouldn't be there. Okay, next up, let's <laughs> if gets, start. If it gets a me out early. If it gets a little NBA me. action. Uh, let's start with Washington Wizards at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, the Wizards 14-28, and 20-21-1 against the spread. They're 7-3 in the last 10. They win over the Pistons, snapped a three-game loser they were on. They're 5-17 and 17 straight up, 10-11-1 against the spread on the road. And this is the second of a back-to-back -back game. They're actually playing Miami tonight. I think that game's probably just about done, actually. Uh, how do they do, Duffy? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have the scores in front of me. Okay, never mind. The Cavaliers, though, they're 2-8 and eight in the last 10. They suck. They've lost the last five in a row, including losing to the Knicks. They're 6-15 and 15 straight up, 8-12-1 against the spread at home. And surprisingly, they are one point home favorites. And I'm wondering if that's just because the Wizards are almost as bad as the Cavaliers are, but they seem to be on a little bit of a hotter streak, seven and three, uh, but the total's 232. That's kind of strange, don't you think, uh, Duffy? Yeah, the um, the Wizards, they're also in a little bit of a revenge uh, situation. They had one of their toughest losses of the season at home, losing by 13 to Cleveland. But uh, revenge is kind of a myth. Usually the team seeking revenge as they go against. Not so much here. I wanted to see how teams did after blowout uh, home losses 
and then they're heading on the road in the same season revenge and there's really um there's no angle either way nothing to fade nothing to go uh, against cleveland's got the third worst margin of cover in the end eight minus two and they're 19 and 24 against the spread now normally in my fame regression to the mean that would mean that they're, they they're usually a pretty good team to bet on because when a team is uh in the negative spread wise usually they're going to be a good bet. They're going to be undervalued. Uh, Washington's going over by an average of 4.6 points per game. That's tied for the third highest in the league, going over at a rate of 26 and 17. But look, like I said, um, usually the revenge angle has something, except it's almost the opposite of what people think. People like to bet on the team getting revenge, but really wasn't the case here, even though a lot of people might say, you know, Washington's in a great revenge situation. But I still, the, the early metrics, as we follow this, has me leaning towards the over. So if you want to make it an official pick, I'll take the game over the total. Okay, over 232. All right, next up, uh, why don't we do this one? Uh, the Lakers are playing, a, this is the Brooklyn game for Thursday. And uh, this is obviously uh, the second of a back-to-back. -back. They're playing the, the Knicks on Wednesday. Um, the Lakers 34-9. 23-19-1 against the spread. They're 8-2 in the last 10. Uh, they did have that huge beatdown by Boston, which I think took a lot of people by surprise. Uh, they're 16-5 straight up, 12-10 against the spread on the road, 11-5 over Eastern opponents. Rajon Rondo, Anthony Davis played uh, on Wednesday. They're expected to play uh, on Thursday. Again, this is the second of a New York-based back-to-back. I wonder if they took in a show and dinner. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, 18 and 24, 18 and 24 against the spread. They're two and eight in the last ten. They have sucked the last four in a row. They're seven and eight straight up and against the spread at home. Uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan, Kyrie Irving should play. Nicholas Claxton won't. The Lakers, surprisingly, not huge favorites here. Only five and a half point favorites. Maybe fatigue factor playing a playing a part here. Um, yeah, five and a half is actually a, a half decent favorite on the road. And in fact, the NBA is the one sport where I do consistently pick road favorites. You know, we talked about it probably quite a few times during the NFL season. Um, I, I don't know if it's, quote-unquote, a trap, but the public loves betting road favorites in the NFL, and usually home dogs are pretty good plays, although over, you know, thousands of thousands of games, it's only a slight advantage there. But the NBA, a lot of my uh, metrics do say go with the road favorite. And in this case, look, Brooklyn, they're struggling. They've uh, not only dropped four straight, but 11 out of their last 13, and they're really in a tough stretch. The NBA schedule maker, even though they adjusted it a couple years ago, as a general rule of thumb, they're a little tougher on the road teams where the road teams are, are usually playing uh, more games in a shorter stretch. But for, uh, Brooklyn, they're off of uh, games against Philly, Milwaukee, then Philadelphia again. And then ahead, they've got Detroit and uh, Nick on, the Knicks on the road. Now, obviously, the Knicks aren't exactly a very good team, but they're back-to-back -back situations on the road. So this is a, a definite a difficult stretch for them. Sure, the Lakers, they're in the middle of a five-game road trip themselves, but I really think that Brooklyn's in an even tougher stretch. And the fact that the NBA, like I said, is the one sport where my metrics do say, go with that road favorite. I will lay the lumber on the road here with the Lakers. So we're lay laying the lumber on the, on the Lakers at uh, minus five and a half. And I'm just checking to see uh, where we are on these games. Okay, uh, next up, Dallas. Mavericks at the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, the Mavericks are 27 and 16, 22, 19, and 2 against the spread. They're 4 and 6 in the last 10. They lost 107, 110 to the Clippers last outing. 
14 and 5 straight up, 13, 5 and 1 against the spread on the road. Uh, head to head, they're 1 and 2 over the last three uh, with Portland, and they're 6 and 1 against the spread in the last seven against Portland. The Trailblazers, uh, they're 5 and 5 in the last 10. They beat the Warriors uh, for their last outing, 10 and 10 straight up. CJ McCollum should play, as should newly acquired Trevor Ariza. So that should be interesting. Uh, over in the last five, uh, Dallas, one-point favorites here on the road. Yeah, the Mavericks have the uh, second, they're the second best team in the NBA based on spread margin or sweat barometer, some people like to call it. Uh, they're covering by an average of 3.5 points per game at a solid 22 and 19, but covering by that large of a margin this late in the season is pretty high. Meanwhile, Portland has the second worst margin to cover, missing by an average of 2.5 points per game, and they're 16 and 27, and that ATS record is tied for the worst. Now, the truth is, if uh, they were playing in Dallas, my computer would almost definitely say to go with Portland, but as I said, superior teams are generally good plays on the road, and when you have a road team that has a net ATS margin of six or better than their opponent, so again, you know, where one team is plus uh, 3.5, the other one's minus 2.5. That's a net of at least six. The superior road teams are pretty good play in this rare circumstance this late in the season, at least 42 games in, into the season, 24 and 16 for 60%. And that includes, talk about rare, includes nine and one in the history of my database if the team we're betting on is off of a loss. Um, you know, Dallas is also a big over team going over by an average of 5.4 points per game. But again, uh, the NBA, the, well, like I said, the one sport where I do like road dog, uh, road favorites, I should say. And I will go with the superior team on the road here and Dallas. All right. Finally, a couple of minutes left. Let's talk a little college basketball. UT Martin against Eastern Illinois. Why should we care about this game, Joe Duffy, unless we can make a boatload of coin? Yeah, the the, uh, the bookmakers, they're going to pay you, you know, whether it's a high-profile game or not. Uh, Tennessee Martin, they're 5-10 against the spread by getting outscored spread-wise by an average of 4.3 points per game. Illinois, Eastern Illinois, despite being under 500 ATS, they still have a spread margin of plus 3.3, but this sets up a good regression to the mean angle that says go with that bad team because the public doesn't like betting on bad teams. Uh, 967, 794, and 29. That would favor Tennessee Martin. And if I still got enough time, Tennessee Martin matches up pretty well offensively. They're ranked 113th in offensive efficiency. But Eastern Illinois, very bad defensive efficiency based on that 100 points or points per 100 possessions. They're 203rd. So UT Martin, for a fairly big underdog, matches up fairly well on the offensive end. And I do think they will keep it close because, like I said, regression to the mean usually puts money in your pocket in every single sport. So uh, what, what is the spread on this one? And, and so you're saying we should obviously take Martin, right? Yes, t Tennessee Martin plus the eight and a half. Tennessee Martin plus the – I love little bets like that. I'm going to mortgage the house. I'm gonna uh, well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily do that. But, yeah, the, the high-profile games – just kidding. You know, people like Gamble responsibly, people. Gamble responsibly, okay? I'm just having a little fun with you because I can. Yeah, well, let's bet a few pies on it. You know, there's a wonderful song they sing if you're getting a little chubby in football. It's Who Ate All the Pies? Uh, it is National Pie Day. So, you know, I can tell you after this show, it's going to be me. Yeah, let's not do any tubby. Let's let's not do any jokes about chubby people. I know, fortunately, most people are listening on the radio, but those are for watching can see that I like to uh, eat some pies.
Well, and the good thing is you get us only from the chest up. You don't see us from the waist down. And I can promise you I am not wearing any pants. Okay, we are going <laughs> to step aside. Uh, we're done with this segment. Duffy, thank you so much. You can find the Duff man at picksandparlays.net. You can get all of his expert picks right now, 15% off. Use promo code COLD, which you want as a promo code to 15% off, but not for your slice of hot rhubarb pie with an ice cream melting over the top. When I come back, Craig Waffo Trap will make his reappearance here, not in a pinch hitting role. We're going to talk some college basketball. Stay with us. Welcome back to the show. Picks and Parlays, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, where we broadcast to you every Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, live on iHeart, live on TuneIn, and also streaming live video on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. If you want to find us, just search Picks and Parlays, search Parlay Radio, search who's that amazingly handsome Englishman they have hosting the show. You will find us in just a moment. And if you want to comment on the show, please do fill out the comment section. We'll see it. We'll put it up on the screen. All right. Let's get to some college basketball. Uh, joining me, my good friend and the head honcho, El Jefe, and if I might add, a man we privately call El Guapo, Craig Trapp. Craig, thanks for coming in or, or coming on. Yeah, excited. Excited. Been a really good week for me so far. Uh, and uh, I think Thursday's got a nice card of college basketball. Not as low card, little card in the NBA. So we're going to be all over some college basketball tonight. Yeah, that's right. There's only three or, what, three or four NBA games. I think we covered three of them. Um, yep, so, three. That's it. But there is a boatload of college games. We talked about you know, you, uh, UT Martin against Eastern Illinois in the last segment. This segment, we got uh, two Pac-12s, a Big Ten, and an AAC for you. So let's get to it. Let's start with UConn at Houston. Uh, this is second from the bottom against second from the top. Uh, the Huskies, 10-7. and seven. Uh, They are 11-6 against the spread. They're 5-5, five and five, lost the last two in a row to Villanova and Wichita State. Um, Villanova, though, not in their conference. So I'm wondering why they're playing out-of-conference games this late in the season. Do you have, a, do you have a, an idea? Well, yeah. Uh, UConn, of course, and, uh, uh, you know, being in, uh, from the East, they play a lot of these rivals. Uh, from the East Coast, and you know this is the last year UConn's actually going to be in the American. So la next year they're going back to the Big East, uh, where they of course will be playing Villanova more often. Right. Um, and these two have been rivals throughout so the this, years. So, that's so why this is just a rivalry claim that they just sprinkled in during conference yeah. place time, which they managed to lose and screw up their record. Nice one, guys. Well done. All right. They're well, and also those are primetime TV games too. So those, yeah, that's true. Those pay well and are great yeah, to get recruits. I love so. the dosh, right? 0-3 straight up, 1-2 yeah. and two against the spread for the Huskies. They've gone under in 9 of the last 12. And the Cougars, there are lots of Cougars in Houston, by the way. I can tell you that. 14, not the animal type. 14-4, 11-7 against the spread. 8-2 and two on a two-game win streak, beating Wichita 65-54 last outing. 7-2 straight up, 5-4 against the spread at home. 4-1 and one in conference, decent record. Total's gone over in four of the last five. And unsurprisingly, nine-point home favorites with a total of 131 and a half. How do you like this one, Craig? Well, this is one of the, if you look at the, the recent stats, you'd be all over Houston here at, at nine points, but they're eight and one against the spread. The last nine games been red hot and a huge win on the road at Wichita. Uh, Wichita previously, uh, I think we're undefeated at home in the conference. So that was a big win, but this is a huge letdown spot. Obviously, like you said, UConn, not very good as far as the record's concerned, 
but they have some talent. And I like uh, Coach Hurley and this UConn team with the nearly double digits. I would wait probably closer to game time to play this game. Hopefully you get this at nine and a half or ten. I think UConn kind of surprises some people here and keeps this much closer than thought. I mean, they only lost six to a very good Villanova team. I think that Villanova team is pretty similar as far as in talent to this Houston team. So let's take UConn with nearly double digits. Let's take the nine points here. Uh, but you're saying the punter should wait till it gets closer to nine and a half or ten, right? Yeah, I would wait till close to game time because I do think usually when you're betting the underdogs, you probably can squeeze out an extra half, if not a full point, come closer to game time. All right, uh, let's move along. Michigan State at Indiana in the Big Ten. And we discovered yesterday the Big Ten not as quite as big as it thinks it is. Uh, Michigan State Spartans 14 and 4, 9 and 9 against the spread. Uh, number one in the Big Ten, 9 and 1 in the last 10, coming off a win over Wisconsin. They're 2 and 1 straight up, 0 and 3 against the spread on the road. They've been playing mainly at home, uh, 6 and 1 in conference. Kyle Aaron's doubtful for this game. Total's gone under in four of the last five. And the Hoosiers of Indiana like to take this moment to give a big shout out to my old school friend, David Nidal. He played the star in Hoosiers, that movie in the 80s with, uh, uh, um, uh, come on, help me out here. Gene Hackman. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper, Hopper. Gene Hackman. And that, a a brilliant, brilliant movie. And I might add, just wrecked by that terrible 80s synthesizer soundtrack if you watch it these days. It's really, the the music's not aged well, but the movie's spectacular. Enough of this crap. Hi, David Nidal. All right, six and four in the last 10 for the Hoosiers, though. They're 14 and four. Uh, they beat Nebraska 82-74. 11-1 straight up, 7-5 against the spread at home. 4-3 in conference. Total's gone under in six of the last seven. And Michigan road favorites, though, here. I mean, they are number one in the Big Ten. I get that. Um, total 142. But didn't they see the movie? I mean, didn't they watch Hoosiers? <laughs> I mean, what's going on? All right, what do you think, Craig? Well, this is a dangerous spot. The Big Ten's just not as good as we originally thought this year. We had thought at one point that the Big Ten could get eight, nine teams in the Big Dance. Since then, of course, Ohio State was number two. It's tumbled all the way down to unranked. Uh, Michigan State's been the only team, really, that has maintained that. But even them, they lost at Purdue by, what, 30-some points, one of the worst losses on the road uh, ever from Coach Tom Izzo. I think this is a dangerous spot. Indiana, of course, very tough place. Uh, to play I like Indiana plus three here I think the home underdog can win outright but let's take the points just in case Indiana's pretty talented obviously Michigan State's slightly more talented Winston is a superstar probably the player of the year in the conference but I think on the road Indiana has enough here so let's take uh, the three points maybe even sprinkle a little money line action here as I think Indiana gets a, a quality win uh, yeah. to put on that tournament resume towards the, the question end is year. is their assistant coach an alcoholic and is he going to show up three sheets to the wind and get thrown out. And is he going to disappoint his son? We could relive the entire movie right here, Craig. Right. Well, those are those are high school kids. So the college, eh, I, I don't think we got to worry Come about on. that. Work with me here, buddy. Work with me. All right. right. Next up, right. Uh, uh, let's not do this one. Okay, let's do the next one. Washington at Colorado in the Pac-12. Uh, oh, do you want to do the other one? Okay, let's do the other one. Lori Laughlin's bribes against Oregon Ducks, okay? <laughs> Uh, Lori Laughlin's Trojans. And if they'd used Trojans, she wouldn't have two daughters to send there. But, you know, or bribe her. No. But, okay. Lori Laughlin's Trojans, 15 and 3, 10 and 8 against the spread. 9 and 1. Oh, God. Do we, do we have to? 9 and 1. Yep. They probably bought every one of those, okay? Coming off a win against Stanford. They're 4 and 1 straight up and against the spread on the road. 4 and 1 in conference. That conference loss, though, was to Washington. Yes. Okay. 
Total's gone under in five of the last seven. And the Ducks, by the way, they're third in the Pac-12. So this is actually kind of a matchup of two. Well, one really good Pac-12 team and, and another one that bought their way there. Uh, the Ducks, eight and two. Last outing was a win against Washington. See, they beat Washington and USC lost. Uh, 10 and 0 straight up, though, at home. Six and four against the spread. Four and two in conference play. The total's gone over in nine of the last 13. The Ducks, I love this. Eight-point home favorites over the Lori Laughlins. Brilliant. Total 139. How do you like this one, Craig? Well, I, I know you're a UCLA fan, so you can close your ears here. I think USC gets the cover here. Getting, I actually see it at nine points in several spots, so make sure you shop this around. You know, Oregon's just one and three in the last four um, against the spread, that is. This USC team's been really good. I mean, they had that one really ugly loss at Washington, but if you, uh, if you draw a line through that, that was four back. Since then, they beat a, a pretty poor Stanford, uh, Cal, and UCLA team. But uh, what, I, I what think they step say? up. I think they Wash step your up. Mouth I know out. you're Wash your mouth out with soap and water right now. <laughs> well, the truth hurts, I know. Believe me, I'm a UC fan. Rough year for Cincinnati. But uh, USC, I think, does get it, get it done. I don't think they win. Uh, but I think if you get that nine points, I think that's a pretty safe bet here. I also think the under is a pretty solid play at 139. I think uh, USC, if they get up and down game, Oregon's going to run away with this, and they know that. So I think USC will play a little slower pace. So uh, I, the stronger play would be USC plus nine. But uh, if you're looking for a total play, I'd play the under in this one. Well, you know, and this will be the best of both worlds. USC lose, and we make money, you know, with the spread, right? I mean, that's ultimately the way right. we can make some money off these bastards. All right, next up. Uh, Washington State at Colorado in the Pac-12. Uh, Washington State Cougars, not as good as the, the Cougars in Houston. Okay, well, the Washington State Cougars, 12-7, and 8-11 against the spread, 7-3 and three in the last 10 on a two-game winner right now. They beat both Oregon teams back-to-back. They're 1-3 and three straight up, 0-4 against the spread away, 3-3 three and three in conference, which isn't great. Jalen Sheet is out, but he's been out actually like for a week or two weeks at this point, I think. Uh, the total's gone over in four of the last five. And the Colorado Buffaloes. If you're here in Las Vegas, you'll know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, 14 and 4, 8, 9, and 1 against the spread. They're 7 and 3, coming off a 54 to 75 loss to Arizona. 8 and 2 straight up, 4, 5, and 1 against the spread at home, 4 and 2 in conference. They've gone over total wise in four of the last six. They are 13 point home favorites, 138 and a half. Craig, you've got three minutes. Yeah, tough to play the side in this one because one, Colorado's really, really good at home. Playing in altitude, tough spot for Washington State. Have, we're not good in both their road games. Uh, lost by 26 at Stanford. Not a good Stanford team. Lost by seven at a bad Cal team. And uh, so, I, But I don't like to lay double digits in conference play, so very rarely I will do that. So I'm looking at the total here. Uh, you know, If you look at the uh, over-under numbers, these both these teams look like they'd be over players. But recently, this Colorado team's been – Pretty good on the unders. They are 2 0 on the unders the last two games. Uh, they scored 129 in both matchups. And I think this one's in that similar category. I think, uh, you know, Washington wins, or I mean, Colorado wins, sorry, uh, 70 to like 60 type game. Uh, so in that one low 130. So I think it's a very underplay, a very safe underplay as Washington State really muddies the water here, does yeah, but, just but... enough uh, to keep it within the number as well. But, Craig, let me play devil's advocate here for just one moment, if I may. Uh, the total's actually gone over in four of the last five for the Cougars and five of the last six for, the, for, yeah. for Colorado. So is that why the total is so big on this? Well, yes, probably. Because when you look at the overall over-under numbers, both of these teams, uh, they're 11-8 and eight 
and 10 and eight, as far as both of them going over in games this year. So, I mean, and you know, in general, most betters, uh, especially the public likes to play favorites and overs. So the overs are usually inflated already by two or three points. And then when you have a recent over streak, like they both are on, you get even more Colorado though. They did go under the last two games. And I think they make it three straight here, as I think this is it's a much lower scoring game. I just think in that altitude, Washington State's not going to be able to run with Colorado. They know that. And I think the only way to play this game, if you're Washington State, is play a slower, methodical game. That leads to an under here. So let's play the under 138 and a half. All right, Craig, we got two minutes left. Um, give me some college basketball picks, uh, so some college basketball tips. Let's just say... You know, I'm looking at that huge slate of games just seemingly every day in college basketball. If you go into any one of the sites that I know you frequent, you'll see there's about, you know, 10 to 15 college basketball games at least just about every day. What do I want to look for here for games that really stand out? Short of going to picks and parlays and looking at all of our picks, which you should do anyway. Uh, but is there a way I can just scan the board and see a good buy? Well, I really like the days where, you know, days like, um, you know, I think Mondays, and Fridays, there's way less games. I mean, you're talking just a handful, uh, as sometimes as small as 10 games. Those are tough days because the lines are going to be way, uh, you know, those games are going to be wet, uh, bet at a higher uh, percentage because there's right. not enough games divided into. The bigger days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday and Sunday, boy, in college basketball, you can have 80, 90 games. Those are the days I like the most because you can pick some games under the radar. I'm not usually one to go all over the the really primetime games. Where are the primetime games? Because those get squeezed. The numbers get squeezed. I look at the uh, games that are kind of off the beaten path. Maybe not, say, UT, uh, UT uh, Martin. Uh, Martin type games that we gave out early, but uh, more like, you know, uh, the Xavier's and Cincinnati's here locally. When they're not playing primetime games, you can get a much uh, fairer number on one side or the other, and that's what I'm looking for. Also, I think totals. The underplay in college basketball is very good because people think you get a lot of points in college basketball, but there's way more unders at cash than overs. Craig Trapp, great information. Really appreciate it. We'll have you on again very soon because well, you're the boss man and you decide. You can find Craig's picks at picksandparlays.net. 15% off. Use promo code COLD, C-O-L-D. If you've missed any part of the show, I'm going to recap it all right after this. Welcome back to the show. Picks and Parlays will with you every weekday, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, and also live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We've had a lot of our great handicappers on today. Uh, Chip Chicken Dinner, Chirimbus, Joe, the Duffman Duffy, Craig, El Huapo Trap. We've had them all on, giving you lots of free picks. If you missed any of them, don't worry. Let's recap them right now. We started off with Chip Chirimbus. Uh, he did, we did have some technical stuff. Uh, he got a uh, college basketball pick, was Minnesota at Ohio State. We also had... Uh, some prop bets uh, with Chip, but uh, you got to watch back the show to get those. Okay, next up, we had Joe Duffy. Oh, well, we'll go straight to Craig then. Why not? Uh, college basketball. Michigan State at Indiana. Take Indiana plus three. USC, Oregon. Take SC plus nine. Washington State at Colorado. Take the under 138.5. And UConn at Houston. Take UConn plus nine. Now let's get to Joe Duffy's NBA picks and a little college basketball thrown in. Wizards at the Cavaliers take the over 232. The Mavericks versus the Blazers take the Blazers plus one. And his college basketball take was the mighty UT Martin against the equally as mighty Eastern Illinois. 
to take UT Martin plus eight and a half. Those were our picks for you. Hope you enjoyed the show. Just a reminder. Oh, Al Ninos, I see. Let's go. Go away, Al. You support those Lori Laughlins. Okay, enough. All right. Come back tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific. More of this same craziness and lots more free picks. In the meantime, check us out on the web, picksandparlays.net. Have yourself plenty of free picks. And remember, our expert picks there for you. Use a promo code COLD, C-O-L-D, for 15% off. I'll be back with you tomorrow. In the meantime, send me a note on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. I'll see you then. Cheers. Remember, bet, win, repeat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.